You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever, we're on all of them. <laughs> Make sure that you give us a five-star review if they have that capability and also you know, write out why you like the show. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment. All that kind of stuff boosts us in the algorithm. I say it every week. <laughs> all right, this week, joining me along with my brother, Luke, from Bristol, is a very cool guest. He's the author of the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, Mr. Andrew Cap. Uh, if you guys have been following along, um, a couple of weeks ago, Luke and I actually did a book review of the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. And Mr. Cap actually saw the review and listened to it. And uh, he's actually friends with uh, Luke. He was already connected with Luke somehow. So, uh, so Luke sort of made that happen. Uh, so I, I talked to Andrew and we hooked this up and we had a discussion about his book and about the law of attraction, um, and all things in between. It's really fascinating discussion, honestly. And I really have been wanting to get someone who's actually, uh, you know, a quote expert in the field to come on the podcast for a long time, because I, I really am a big fan of the law of attraction. I, I personally believe in it. Uh, I've seen it, you know, work so many times in my life that I just, I just can't dispute it, <laughs> but that's just me, you know, believe what you want. I don't give a shit, <laughs> but seriously, um, having someone that's actually written books on it, that actually teaches this stuff, was a real treat to get to pick their brain. And I asked uh, I asked him some hard questions too. Ones that I get a lot when I make TikToks about the law of attraction. And so I thought his answers to those questions were, were pretty good. I liked them anyway. And I will bring you that conversation <laughs> with Mr. Andrew Cap and uh, Luke right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done. 
if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, joining me this week is my brother from Bristol, Luke, as well as a very cool guest. He's the author of the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read, Mr. Andrew Cap. What's going on, gentlemen? What's up, fellas? Paul, thank you so much for having me today, man. I'm really excited. And, and Luke, it's it's great to see you, man. I've got some messages from you and and I love what you got going on also. So I'm just super pumped to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So, so um, for what it's worth, I mean, I, I will be one of your success stories, regardless nice. of what happens in this. Like I can tell you already that your book has changed things. And Paul, you were with me on the journey when I said, I will get back to perfect health. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. actually, it's actually pretty amazing to watch Luke's journey uh, from a, you know, from the sidelines, you know, Luke and I, we talk, well, we used to talk every day and now we talk pretty close to like weekly or so, but, uh, but yeah, Luke, Luke's made a, a lot of strides in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Andrew, you obviously saw the the book review episode Luke and I did, uh, on your book. Was there yeah. anything in that interview that we didn't get right? Well, well, first of all, one, I, I love the fact Here's here's my interpretation, just as a preface, and not to speak for Luke. I know Luke is is big into it. What I got from you, Paul, is like you you enjoyed the book, um, but it wasn't something that like like blew you away. Like you really you dug it, and you you saw some cool stuff. But you were also you were very you were very measured. And I was like, cool. It's always good to hear. You know, I love first of all, I love raving reviews. I also love every every different perspective. And um, it's it's very interesting when someone's like, well, the book is really cool in this and this and this way, and and here's one thing. Um, I guess I would say this because I do a lot of interviews. The way you describe some of the things, I would describe them in a different way that okay. might lead to a different interpretation of what the content was. Like if I remember right, um, I think you talked about the time lapse method. I think, um, I and, did, and I yeah. would have described, I would have laid it out for your listeners in a bit of a different way. But that's just because you know it's from me, and I'm so used to doing it. But but I I'll say this. I um, that's also the beauty of this. Like and that's the the thing about these books or, or anything that you do, everyone has to have their own interpretation of what they bring to it because it's only through their own unique interpretation and experience that they're going to get any value anyway. But but for the most part, um, for what it's worth, I got a real sense that you both had a really good feel for the content and I really appreciated it. Yeah, well, I, I actually really did enjoy your book and I, I have added it to my multiple read rotation. There's a few books awesome. that I'll, I'll read multiple times and yours was that good. So thank you. Don't think that it, it didn't blow me away. It, it, it was that good. I, I will definitely read it um, multiple times because your techniques in it are unique. Uh, there, there's certain things in there that uh, I've, I haven't seen in other books. And yeah. I feel like like they did make me take a step back and uh, rethink certain things. And one of the things, one of the things, and I, I, I say it to Luke all the time too, is uh, when you talk about raindrops in your book, uh, whenever I see something that is just a hint of what I'm looking for in, uh, you know, what I want to manifest, I, I immediately think about what you put in that book. I go, ooh, raindrops. I immediately nice. think about that now. So, 
So real quick, just it's really here cool to hear you say that because um, and I, I love that you love the methods. One interesting thing, and again, I saw one conversation that you had, and I'm judging you just by this. So I have my own projection, and it's <laughs> it's it's either accurate or it's not so accurate because there's only so much experience. I view you, Paul, as a unicorn in the sense of like people that are into law of attraction. Because um, I'm not saying it always came easy for you, but right now the vibe I get from you is that it comes easy just in terms of visualizing and manifesting and things of that nature, which is really what is really interesting to see your take on the book because I'm glad you love the methods, but I actually, um, part of the, the thing that I try to do with the book was for those people that struggle with it more, where I had this logical and counterintuitive, but at the same time, progression of ideas that build on one another so that for the people that aren't unicorns, the people that struggle, it kind of like it strips away that doubt and it peels away that hurdle and it takes that limiting belief or that illusion. And all of a sudden through the course of the book, by the time they get to the methods, they're a lot more excited about diving in. And then for the, especially for people that are like, whoa, it's, I've got brand new eyes on this thing. It brings even more momentum to the process for them. And I think in Luke, I'll let you speak on this, but I feel like that was why Luke likes this book so much. Oh, yes. Yeah, man. And, and, and by the way, I, I relate to both of you in that sense. And Luke, I want to hear what you, what you thought and think on this, but I've had situations where, especially early on, it was really tough. And then situations where the cobwebs cleared, I'm like, oh, this is way simpler as long as I keep it simple. But, but yeah, Luke, I mean, I know also you, you have some questions and, and perspectives. I'm, I'm all ears for whatever you might want to bring to this because I know you did a deep dive into the book yourself. Oh, yeah. Um. So what was different from me was that, you know, by the time I got to the techniques, I already had all the tools and the knowledge because you'd explained that, hey, the ego is going to try and stop you, which happened in the past, even though after I stopped doing the practices, I got what I'd put on the list. When I went and looked back, I was like, whoa, you know, like it worked, even though because there was that point in the podcast where I said and I stopped doing it, but it worked. You know, isn't so, that crazy? Yeah, yeah. And the reframe is huge. You know, I was sitting in I was sitting in traffic yesterday and I was like, hey, I've got a car and I've got the dream job and I've got a really cool uh, line manager who totally gets that, you know, life happens and won't be angry with me. You know, I was like, hey, and I, you know, I've I've turned everything around with the reframe. Um I love the ice cream method. I've been using that in everything now that I teach, like making guitar lessons fun for people instead of grueling um, and, and just understanding my own ego and going, ah, that's not, that's, there's the ego telling me I don't know. It's like, you know, you get offered the greatest opportunity and you go, oh, but I don't know which hotel I'm going to stay in. It's like, ah, there's the ego, you know, oh, I don't know which is the best route. You know, it's like understanding your own ego is, I mean, knowing yeah. what's going to happen before it happens and getting through to the unconscious mind. It means now that I don't stop. A lot of that I'm, is I'm really uh, glad that part landed. I'm sorry, Paul. I, I, yeah. I, I was just going to say a lot of that is just having a, a really keen awareness of what you're thinking. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it comes down to <clears throat> not even just like awareness of what you're thinking, but just self-awareness. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think for me, um, even doing the book, my, my attitude was the more personal an issue or problem, the more universal it is. So it's more like catching myself in my own nonsense for years and how, how it stopped me, how I got around it. If I could successfully articulate that, 
it's a pretty sure bet that other people have either gone through it or are going through it in the same way. So my reframe, and, and I love that that term. I know both of you, that's another cool thing about having this conversation because I think both of you appreciate the power of a reframe. Um, it's it's like the, the reframe, because some people hear reframe and they think like, oh, that's just a lie to, to knock you out of something else. Like, it's not a lie. It's actually the truth. You know, it's basically the, the truth, a powerful truth that's stripping away a lie that felt like the truth. And it was very important to me as I laid things out that I reframed all the past nonsense that someone that might be putting themselves through, like the way that their brain, I mean, I guess, you know, spoiler alert, and this is a butchered explanation of it, but the ego for anyone listening is that part of your mind that is just, it's very, all cares about is that you're alive right now, which is good or bad news, depending on where you are in your life, meaning whatever money problems you have, whatever relationship problems that you have, even whatever health problems you have, all your ego knows is that in this moment you are alive. And the last thing it wants to do is risk the status quo of any changes, even if those changes in reality would actually make you safer. It can't think that far ahead. All it can do is have a very deep conniving understanding out of self-preservation and actually love for you where it's like, I'm going to prey on this person's fears and doubts and insecurities to keep them where they're at. Cause right now where they're at is alive and I'm not letting anything stop that. And obviously, you know, spoiler alert. Also the way to beat that is by accessing the subconscious mind, bypassing the ego and letting the momentum take over from there. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we go any further though, I, one, one thing that uh, we talked about this offline about how, I've really wanted to, to get someone that's uh, that's written books in the space that you know teaches this stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm just curious, how long have you been teaching law of attraction, and how did you get into it? Yeah, so it's really interesting because I I taught to small groups and friends for for a couple of years before the book published, but the book didn't publish until 2019. So. <clears throat> The real backup for this, and this will probably automatically answer a bunch of questions anyways, I first learned about Law of Attraction back in 2004. And for me, again, that was it was like one modality of many that I was looking into because I was trying to find the secret to life, the secret to happiness, the secret to success. I was a young, struggling entrepreneur. And for me back then, Law of Attraction was very hit and miss, and it was very inconsistent. And I would only find out for myself through some harsh experiences that in all that time was actually me who was inconsistent. Law of Attraction was doing its thing, whether I liked it or not. And um, I hit a really rough wall in 2008 because I that business that I was trying so hard to make work, um, that crashed. And at the same, like the same week, I lost my girlfriend of three years. And she didn't just break up like in person or even over the phone. She broke up over text. Like it was, it was oh. the whole thing was a train wreck. Yeah. Ouch. So, <laughs> it was rough. And I basically lost like what, what felt to me, not to be overdramatic about the whole thing, but I certainly was back then. It, it felt like 90% of my life was gone in one week. And I had to take a really close look in the mirror and back on my life. Like, where did I go wrong? <clears throat> I've wasted my 20s. Something has to be done. And I had this really weird um, simultaneous epiphany and moment of indignation where I'm like, okay, listen, looking back, the all these things that I tried, the only thing that seemed to work when I didn't stop it, because I always stopped it, was law of attraction. So I, I decided I don't care what happens, when it happens, why it happens, how it happens. I don't care about any of that. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to go all in with this law of attraction thing once and for all. And when I say all in, I don't mean all day, every day, because just understanding my own human nature, I knew that it was not sustainable to be like smiling and gritting my teeth and feeling nothing but happy thoughts for 24 hours a day. But 
what I was angry and motivated and capable enough of doing was what I had been doing that was working before I stopped, which is just five or 10 minutes a day of gratitude methods, of visualization exercises, of scripting, whatever it might be. And basically everything is like a movie. Everything changed once I made that decision because two weeks later, I felt a lot better than anyone with a broken heart had any business feeling. Three months later, I'm in a brand new, way better, way healthier relationship. Four months later, I'm making more money than any point in my life before then. And six months later, like everything's different. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm waking up happy, fulfilled. And I basically learned that this thing works. Law of attraction, whatever it is, we'll call it the law of attraction. It works if you work it. And that's 2008. It took me 11 years to finally decide to put this down in a book to give myself permission to teach this on a more public wide scale. Um, and it was, it was a weird thing, Paul, where I was just like, I was looking at different stuff I was doing. I was looking at my current business and I'm like, well, I want to do something new, but to be candid, I don't want to be bored or impatient with whatever customers I have that write in. Like, what, what's there something about my life that's an integral part that I can hopefully add value to that if I'm interacting with customers, it actually like excites me and gets me pumped up. And this popped in mind. And, and from there is basically two things. One, I had to give myself permission to do it because there's like a thousand books out there. And with that in mind, I had to say, listen, if I'm going to do this thing because there's a thousand books out there, I have to make something where I'm adding something new to the conversation, hence the very bold title and simultaneously the very bold promise. So technically on a wide scale, word salad, long story short, too long, didn't read. I've been teaching this since late 2019. Got it. <clears throat> okay. You know, it's funny uh, how bad breakups tend to make uh, men want to uh, make themselves better, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it is interesting Like, because the thing about it is there, there's fundamental things that we as humans want. And you can go the like, you know, the survival replicate philosophy, or you can just go the fact that people are programmed by society to want to be in a couple or just, you know, human nature and human love and human light. People want a connection. Whatever track you go on, that connection with somebody special is a huge determining factor and a huge part of people's identity and the way they live their lives. So when you crash and burn in that part of your life, it is a jarring thing that I think people don't even realize because there's an expectation within themselves of how they fit into society through that. There's actually a feeling of a threat to their survival that they might not even be aware of mm. consciously. And those kinds of things, you know, losing a job, losing a girlfriend, losing a spouse, whatever it might be. Those are the things that light a fire under someone's ass and said, right, you know what? Now I'm going to work out. Now I'm going to get in shape. Now I'm going to learn that thing. Now I'm going to do that skill. Now I'm going to get that job. Now I'm going to move forward in my life because the way that I've been doing it obviously doesn't work. And it's really painful in this moment right now. And I never want to feel that way again. Now I want to start a podcast. Luke, yes. <laughs> do, you, do you have a question? Oh, okay. So that answered a, a whole load of the questions, but um so we know we know what got you into the law of attraction do we know what got you no i don't quite know what got you what got you into the law of attraction so it, it was really just in the in the beginning where i was um again trying to find the, like the secret to success and well here okay actually <laughs> this is really cool so i started my business like in 2002 and um, I remember 2003 rolls around and things, again, they're not working the way they should. I'm, I'm not nearly as happy. And I'll date myself. That's back in like the AOL instant messenger days. That's how far back this thing goes, right? Um, and I remember I'm instant messaging with a really good friend of mine and he stops me mid-conversation. He's like, Drew, he calls me Drew. He's like, Drew, stop. I want you to scroll up and I want you to read everything you just wrote to me. 
I scroll up and I read the last few things like this sucks. I hate this. Da, da, da. He's like, what are you doing? Like, look at the messages that you were programming into yourself on a regular basis. And he told me, listen, I got a couple books I want you to read. I want you to read As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. And I want you to read, he told me, I think Think and Grow Rich later on, he was like, I want you to read What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Chad Helmstetter. And those books, while not, well, James Allen was more Law of Attraction, but um, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself, it wasn't really a Law of Attraction book, but it was that first book that opened my mind to the power of our minds and the power to our thoughts. And I was basically, the wheels had been greased at that point and 2004 rolls around. I don't even remember what the specific book was. I just remember I was now aware of the law of attraction. I'd now heard of the law of attraction. Obviously, two years after that, the secret blows up. But but yeah, Luke, it was kind of like a happenstance thing where a really good friend got me down that path by a couple of book recommendations. And more importantly, here's the key part. He gave me self-awareness. And notice how he gave it to me. He didn't just, you can't tell someone you've got to show them, right? That's the real... That's why I like the book. I try so hard to, to, to tell the story through the words in a way that people will tell themselves rather than me just telling them. Because when you tell someone, it doesn't really land. But when someone sees it for themselves and they have their own life experience, that's the power. There was nothing more powerful. If he just told me, you're saying all these things, and you got to stop. It. It's like, no, Andrew, scroll up and read it for yourself. Read your own words and let it sink in how much you suck right now because you are telling yourself that you suck. And that, those are the kinds of things that have so much power. Um, and you can tell I'm, I'm over answering these questions, but I figured uh, that might be a good, useful anecdote for people listening right now. That's very useful because I'm on my third read of how to win friends and influence people, because I'm going to be honest with you that when I'm reading my my brain is like Paul can testify to this. Whatever I'm reading, I actually act it out. I'm so deep deep dive, what do you want to call it under the surface, like a sponge, like whatever vibration is coming at me, I'm religiously doing it. Um, And so I found myself slipping back into criticism, into unsolicited advice to guys who I know needed it, but Mm. you know, and all of those things. And what you just said there would have totally been a game changer for the way that I've treated a few people recently. You know, what I should have said to one of my friends was, look back at your recent videos on Instagram instead of mm. saying, why are you being so negative and blaming the way things are? Like I should have said, what message do you think that says? So that's like, that's another huge thing that I'm never going to forget now. Thank you. That's really awesome. good. Um, yeah. And, and real quick, while you look at the next question, you know, this is obviously my personal philosophy, but everyone it sounds so dramatic and grandiose. Everyone has gold within them. And, and the, the biggest gift, some, sometimes people just, you have nothing else but to try to tell them. But, but if possible, if you have the skill set or, or you're just inspired in the right way to do it, the greatest mm-hmm. gift that you can give someone is helping them find their way to that decision and to that choice and to that realization. Because in their own mind, it's always going to be magnified to such an exponential level that will, will never do, you'll never be able to do justice by you just trying to tell them. Again, if you have to, fine. But if you have those ways of having them get that self-awareness, it just, it changes everything. It's kind of like, you know, you, you know, someone's dating and, and you tell them like, listen, here's, here's one thing that you can do that might open a conversation up. And they, they actually try it. And then the conversation explodes yeah. because they were actually in the moment doing it. I mean, of course you told them in the beginning and in the beginning, intellectuals are, all right, we'll see what happens. But it wasn't until the moment that they did it and they were on the date and they had the experience that everything actually shifted and really their reality and therefore their identity and therefore their life in that moment 
whether in a big way or a small way, changed. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> has to be their idea. You yes, make it their idea. Thank you, Paul. By for you put it with me. I I have to say like seven thousand words to do something, and you perfectly encapsulated it right there. That's exactly it. It's like it's got to be their own idea. It's kind of like Inception. You know, it's Inception where it's like, listen, the dude's got to think that he came up with them for himself. You got to go deep, otherwise, it's not going to take. So, it's it's kind of like, and I've never said that before. This, by the way, is why I love these interviews. Because I'm going to go on another interview and be like, it's kind of like Inception. And I'm going to sound all brilliant because I got to it from, <laughs> from this kind of thing. So thank you for getting me there. Perfect. Just give us a shout out. Hell yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh, my next question is, um, so I've been a, a big fan of uh, Bob Proctor for years. Mm. And, and he, he just recently passed away. Uh, did he? Oh, oh yeah. He did. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. Um, so he once said that the law of attraction is a secondary law. It's secondary to the law of vibration. Can you explain to us what the law of vibration is or what vibration is? So th this is where it gets interesting because I sometimes feel that different words are saying the same thing. I, I agree. Yeah. To, to <laughs> me, and again, I'm, I, I wasn't in Bob's head. So if he defined the law of vibration and then defined the law of attraction, I'm sure I would see a difference. But to me, there is no difference because it's all, you know, it's through the vibration by which you are attracting. To me, it's kind of like it's the same law. So I wish I had a better answer than that. But um, it, it all. So I'll say this. And here's my my explanation for for all these things, for, for anyone that's kind of like still new to law of attraction. Um, my, my way of describing law of attraction slash law of vibration slash law of one slash anything is we're rooted in a reality here where everything is vibrational. Like, you know, you, you may be able to think that you're solid, but you look at yourself under a microscope and you're just vibrating at a specific frequency. And we're all energy. Your energy, I'm energy. These microphones are energy. The devices people are watching are energy and thoughts are energy. And thoughts like everything else vibrate at specific frequencies. And the way the universe works is like frequencies tend to vibrate in harmony and attract other like frequencies. So through all that, and, and you can tell that, and um, this was a, a note about the book, and, and I agree 100% on purpose. I didn't really go much into quantum physics or anything. Um, the, the long and short of it, of put, putting it really simply, is when you think of certain things or you vibrate at certain frequencies and you use your certain mood, there's actually a power and an influence to that that we might not expect where we are literally attracting those things into our experience, which is why, you know, people go like, and, and people will say, well, that's nice, Andrew, but I've been thinking about that job promotion for like a year and it hasn't come. And to which I asked them, all right, when you're thinking about job promotion, are you happy and excited or are you frustrated and are you, are you pissed off and are you impatient? Because if you are, you think you're thinking about the job promotion, but you're actually thinking about the lack of the job promotion, which is why you're so upset. And that's the beauty of the emotion part of this. Whether you feel good or bad about something is you're basically screaming to you of whether you're actually thinking about what you want or you're inadvertently thinking about the opposite or lack of what you want. You can know with whatever it is, whether you're actually pulling it towards you or you're pushing it away. Yeah, that, it, it, that comes back to awareness. And I think that's, uh, that's one of the key concepts that I had to learn was just being absolutely aware of, am I thinking about what I want or am I really just focusing more on what I don't want? Um, so like uh, recently I had uh, my car was just having all these problems 
And I kept thinking, man, this car sucks. I can't wait till I have my, my next car. This car sucks. And I realized I had to really consciously think about it and go, you know what? I got to stop thinking about how this car sucks. And I really need to think about how great my next car is going to be. Man, this next car is going to be so awesome. This next car. And now I have a brand new truck. So, <laughs> and I paid for it with yeah. cash. So it's like, you really have to be aware. You have to be in the moment and be conscious of, of those thoughts, right? Yeah. And, and there's a power there because when you're thinking of it that way, not only are you attracting the new vehicle, but because you're feeling good, you're also attracting all the other things that you want that are kind of like on that track for getting what you want. And I want to caution people because people often hear that and then they panic like, oh, well, that means anything time I'm thinking something negative, I'm screwing my life up. And I'm like, well, listen, a couple things just to, to help people relax. One, positive thoughts and intentions are so much more powerful than negative ones. Two, we are in a human experience and you're going to have an ebb and flow of emotions. And three, the trick to not letting those bad emotions really screw up your life is to not judge yourself for it, to not beat yourself up for having the bad thought, but more you notice it when you notice it, you acknowledge it, and then you pat yourself on the back for pivoting in the other direction. But you never stress or worry about the fact that you felt bad or you felt wrong in those moments because it happens to everybody. I think, I mean, anyone that says that doesn't happen to them, I'm like, I don't know if you're lying to me or you're lying to yourself, but you're most likely lying. And again, I'm not going to like, I'm not in someone's head, but I'd say most people, they, they, they spiral down because we are in a weird like stew of mass consciousness where we, we are intuitive. We're actually feeling emotions of other people. Also, sometimes we're picking up someone else's emotion and we are misidentifying it as our own and it's fine. And then people are like, Oh my God, now I'm surrounded by, by horrible people. Again, like don't panic. Don't worry about it. As long as you stay resolute in yourself. And as long as you're kind and forgiving of yourself, this is a muscle that you work that you get better and better and better at. And I'm far from perfect at it, but I do know that when I catch myself, I've gotten so good through so much practice of getting myself right back in where I want to be. That makes a lot of sense. Luke, what's your next uh, question, brother? Well, one of the things I wanted to actually explain to people that may or may not have been covered in the law of attraction yet in different places. And this, this ties into everything. In fact, you know, Paul, you've seen both of these things happen and Andrew, you're going to know a few of the characters that come into this little story. So one of the times, you know, I was kind of, it's not that I was doubting the law of attraction. Yeah, I was. Um, the dating wasn't going well. And I said to you, Paul, I said, I need a dating coach. And then literally the next day you said, no, 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 you'll be fine. The next day, Benny just slid into both our DMS at the same time into a group chat. And was like, hey, I need someone to help me out. Do you remember that? So that was cool because I, I was stuck. The law of attraction wasn't working, but then the dating coach with the solutions just appeared. And the next time was when I was riddled with trauma that was beating me up, which was from my last breakup in the summer. And I was on the edge of, I was actually having thoughts that I didn't want to exist, but I had no intention to hurt myself. I had no intention to damage this beautiful body that I've built, but I didn't want to be there. And then Ashford Thomas just appears in my DMs because I couldn't find any trauma therapists because they're all absolutely flooded right now after lockdown and everything that's been going on. None of them had time to see me. And then Ashford, uh, emotion release specialist, just, I mean, you guys both know him. He just appears in my DMs going, hey, Luke, I was thinking about you. How are you? That was it. He didn't have any sales pitch. He's just like friend to friend, just wanted to ask how you were because, you know, he cares about his clients very deeply. That's interesting. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. 
And I'm glad that I'm glad that you're still here, Luke. <laughs> so basically, I I my vibe was too bad to get what I wanted, but the person who was able to unblock my vibe, which was Ashford, suddenly appeared out of thin air at the right time. So basically, let's say right now, you know, you're using the law of attraction. Let's say you, you know, you want to be a marathon sprinter, but you're I don't know what would be slightly over that point. I don't know, 200 pounds, whatever. The guy who can help you always appears at the right time. Yeah. So whatever it is you need, even if the your current state isn't there, whoever it is who's got the knowledge will just, if you use the law of attraction, whatever it is that's blocking you from getting what you want, that that person or thing just magically appears out of nowhere. When the and student is ready, the master will yeah. appear, right? We've seen that happen so many times. It's like, it's like you know, Paul has interviewed, you know, A-list celebrities in the sort of men's dating sphere, should we say? I don't want to say manosphere because that's got all kinds of names. So do you know what I mean? He's, he's, you made everything happen, Paul. You made everything happen. Everybody talks about the law of attraction. I don't know many people who can really make it work in the way that you do. Well, you know, I think it really just comes down to truly believing in it. You know, mm. that's, I mean, people hear it and they sound, they say, well, that sounds good, but they don't truly believe in it. And no. it's like, well, then stuff's not going to work out for you. Life's going to happen to you. And, uh, but if you really believe in it and you work the system, like, like Andrew says, I mean, if you work it, it works. It, yeah. There's, and you, you know, choose your frequency instead of being a feather in the wind and saying, oh, well, we'll see what happens. No, we're not going to see what happens. We're going to go out with that vibration. So the question now, Andrew, is because now we're rambling is, is how did you come up with these techniques? Because they are phenomenal. Mm, well, thank you for the compliment. Um, some of them, I, well, first of all, some of them came up and some of them are tweaks are on ones I'd already learned. Like, and and the motivation behind all these things, I actually am, now I'm glad I'm answering this because I understand where the value is here. Um, part of my epiphany of I've got to do this every single day for just five minutes, along with my insight into the ego that the ego is going to try to stop me no matter how pissed off I am, mm -hmm. is saying, okay, well, strategically, how do I ensure that I actually do this. I mean, I'm going to be really super motivated, but if this thing works the way it's supposed to work, well, eventually I'm going to, I'm going to have some kind of rationalization to stop. Things will be going so good. Like, how do I make sure that I keep doing this? And this kind of goes back to the, you know, that whole ice cream example from the beginning of my book. And to kind of lay this out for people, um, the, the way I explain, I call it the perfect ice cream. I don't even think of it as a method. It's more just like a, a metaphor or a, or a reframe because you know, it's like you walk up to someone and you say, listen, they're in the gym and they're trying so hard to get in their perfect fitness shape. And, and you like and you tell that it's not working and you walk up and you say, listen, I've got this magical ice cream. OK, it's got all the, the benefits of ice cream, but none of like the, the negatives. And all you have to do is take one spoonful a day and you're going to get the body of your dreams. And if you don't like ice cream, insert pizza, cookies, whatever it might be. No one's going to say no to that because not only do they enjoy it but it's just a spoonful. It's not the whole court because we're busy. We have things to, we have to get where we're going. Right. So the whole thing about these methods was I had to come up with methods. I had to, just knowing my own self, like experimenting, trying things out. What are things that I can do based on stuff that I already know? And just based on what I know about myself that will create opportunities for visualization or gratitude or whatever else that feel good, that are 
easy to do and that don't take a long time. So these methods were con constructed with that foundation of the understanding. Again, if I'm like this, maybe other people like this, other people have to run to work and they can't meditate for half hour. And by the way, anyone that meditates for half hour, don't let me stop you. All I'm saying is some people, they stop meditating for a half hour because it feels like a chore and a commitment and an obligation rather than a choice. And, you know, I, I always tell, tell people like, you know, find a football fan. You're never going to find a hardcore football fan say, wait, I have to go to the Super Bowl this year. It's like, no, no, they are excited. They don't care about the long flight. They don't care about baking out in the, in the stadium all day. They don't have to go to the Super Bowl. They get to go to the Super Bowl. So really, um, Luke, it was just about experimenting because I didn't want these to be methods that you had to do. I want them to be methods that you get to do and that you look forward to. And it was just like a lot of tweaking and a lot of experimenting and trying to really capture the imagination and make something that people can look forward to every single day. Because I know when you look forward to it, you'll do it. When you do it, you're consistent. When you're consistent, you get momentum. And when you have momentum, you get those results. And when you get those results, you have the fuel and the enthusiasm to keep going, which leads into more momentum, more consistency, more results, and so on and so forth. Oh, that's just, that's genius. That's brilliant. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's why I know this book is going to easily get to that million. Absolutely easily. Amen. No, no arguments here, man. Your, your lips to God's ears, your lips to universe's ears. And um, I'm, it's kind of funny. Like I, it sounds weird. I know it's going to get there also, but I'm also like in no rush because like I'm, I'm probably two months away from breaking a hundred thousand sales, like hundred thousand copies sold. Um, and it's one of those things where I, right now, if somebody emails me, I could respond back to them and, yeah. and it could be a limiting belief and it could be nonsense, but I do have this, this, um, perception or this understanding or this assumption that when I get to a million copies, I just won't have the bandwidth to do that anymore. So I'm kind of like enjoying the slow build because it's giving me the flexibility in the space to continue to find better ways and more efficient ways of building in the customer service to the reader so that I can still help them. And that it could be anything where someone sends me a question and instead of sending them a long reply back, I just make a video because 10 people asked me the question already. So on my path towards more sales, I'm finding better ways of serving people because I always want it to be a thing. Like I want this book to stand out in the sense that, you know, there's a stigma about authors. Like you read their book and you like their book and you write to them and you never hear back. They're too good. They're too busy to get back. And I'm like, how can I not be that guy? How can I be the one where it's like- I know authors like that. Anyway. Yeah. And and by the way, more, <laughs> more power to them. I mean, it's their life. But for me, I, I want to have a different choice. And and by the way, it's it's easy for me to say this because I have strategically structured my business and my life in this way. Some people just don't have the bandwidth. But mm -hmm. um, I, I want to be that author where if someone writes to me, they do hear back and they know it's actually me. And they know that I genuinely care. And it's just not, I'm not just trying to sell a book. I mean, honestly- with this title, the books are going to sell. And now that the book is sold, it better be a good book. Otherwise, it's going to get killed in reviews. When you make a bold, this title is simultaneously brilliant and stupid and risky because if you can't back up this kind of bold claim, you get killed in reviews and then it kills the, the momentum. So you've got to really deliver the goods and really make sure you get five-star reviews when you have a title like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. This is the thing that I look for. You see, when I, I always read the reviews first and what I hate, what I really, you know, those analytical guys who read all the books, but don't do any practices. You know, those guys, they go, oh, it was a great read. I enjoyed the chapter on bloody blah. What I want to see is someone going, yeah, I used it. And now 
a millionaire dating a supermodel, eight pack, whatever. I want to see someone who says the actions worked. Mm. And I, I saw that in your reviews. Now, you know, you have to skim through a lot of people who said, oh, yes, it's better than the secret, blah, blah, blah. But I was looking for that review where someone says it's changed my life. And I was like, there we go. Now I'm going to read this book. Yeah. And by the way, I'm so like, I mean this. I'm so grateful for those people writing reviews. I think a lot of times people don't think about this. Even authors, a typical, uh, I'm so hesitant to say this because it seems like I'm putting myself on a pedestal. I'm not, but just so people, this is for any entrepreneur, take, take this insight. Most authors, they get a five-star review and they're like, hey, honey, come here, check this out. Look at this. And then they bask in it and they appreciate it and they get on with their life. Back when Amazon had the functionality, I like replied to the reviews and I thanked them and I spoke and they turned off the functionality because it wasn't getting used enough, which is crazy. But, but I, like me, I, I don't celebrate the reviews. I celebrate the reviewers because I realize that people are super busy. So even if you love a book, taking time out of your life to click on the listing and scroll down and find the right review thing and click and type in the subject heading because Amazon's forcing it. And like, all these things, even if you love the book, even if your life has changed, I think it, it shouldn't be understated how much it matters that someone's taking time out of their day and taking that energy and focus with whatever else is going on in their life to leave that review. So I'm, I'm always just so excited and so grateful. Any of those reviews that come in. True, true. No, I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to disrespect any of the fans. Absolutely. Um, so what else? Yeah. Did and I, I didn't take your thing as disrespect, by the way, anytime someone mentions the reviews, I like jump up. I'm like, I, I love, I love my reviewers. They're awesome. I, I, got a, I, I, I was going to say, Luca, I got a tough question here uh, that I want to make sure that we get in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. So I'm a firm believer that everything that is happening in our world, good or bad, we've attracted it, right? We've attracted it with our mindset and our paradigm. Now that includes terrible relationships. That includes cancer in our own bodies. Now, one of the biggest questions I get when I say stuff like that, and I'll put out a TikTok or something, um, is how the law of attraction works on children. And let's say a little kid develops cancer. Mm. One of the things that people will like, they will lose their mind in the comments on videos when I put out stuff like this. They'll, they'll say, oh, so a five-year-old that has cancer, they attracted that and they get really hurt by that. Um, so let me ask you, as someone that teaches this sort of thing, did they attract that? Uh, because that's a tough one for me to answer. Like, how, how do you answer something like that? So I want to give a really measured answer here because it's very easy for any sentence. I, like you said, I mean, we understand human nature. It's very easy to say one thing and people, they, they'll turn off. They won't even listen to the rest of my answer. Mm -hmm. So let me throw out a, a few possibilities first. And I'm not saying that I believe any or all of these, but a couple possibilities. Is it possible that we're on a soul journey here and this body is a vehicle for, for whatever experience that we need to have, positive or negative, in order for the progression of our soul? Is it positive? Is it possible that, you know, we had you had the bad luck of having parents who had tough lives and had negative vibration, negative energy. So the kid grew up surrounded by that thick stew of negative energy. Is it possible that, you know, there's a reincarnation and you're carrying over old karma from your old life into the new one that still has to be cleared? I'm presenting all these different possibilities because to be honest. I don't know the absolute answer, but see, here's the thing. This is what I want to say, whether you're a kid or anybody else, 
what's going on might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility. And what I mean by that is whether or not you brought it upon yourself, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, it's only within you that you can actually do something about it. So the perspective that I take with the law of attraction is I don't know the 100% definitive answer to that. I can give you my thoughts and theories and, and maybes on it. But what I say is in lieu of that, why don't we say, how can I take my knowledge of the law of attraction and leverage a better result in the face of whatever's going on? Whether it's a disease, whether it's an injury, whether it's a breakup, whether you're a kid, whether you're old, whether you're a senior citizen, whatever it might be. So that's my long-winded way of saying, I don't know, but I wanted to sneak in, even though I don't know 100% sure, I do know that we're still responsible for doing something to whatever measure we can. And more importantly, we can. It's really important that we, we take agency within ourselves to try to do something about that, no matter what's going on. And apologies, it's almost like a cop-out answer, but I'm also hoping it's a useful one. Actually, I think that's really well said. I, I saw, I'm not really a big fan of them, uh, uh, Abraham Hicks, mm. but they, they I, I found a video where they offered a very similar ex- explanation. You know, they said uh, that like, look, when you're a little kid, like up to a certain age, you're almost completely operating on your subconscious, you know? So you're like a sponge to anything that's coming into your life. And, you know, so a lot of times kids are are very innocent, but all the vibrations around them, you know, they're, they're very receptive to that. So they'll, you know, they will, you know, sort of attract stuff that they don't intend to, um, so, I mean, there's that sort of explanation too, but really, I think, like you said, is it this possibility? Is it this possibility? I guess it comes down to what, what do you believe, you know? Mm. Yeah. And, and more importantly, what can you do about it? Sure. What can you do about it right now? Yeah. It's, it's happened. What can you do moving forward is really what it comes down to, right? Yeah. Yeah. And by, I say that full knowing it's very easy for me to say that. The only thing I can really speak intelligently about 100% is my own life experience. Like I realize that. And I realize that sometimes words have an emptiness to them if someone's assuming that you don't know what they're going through. And, and my plea to people is, you know what, you're right. I don't know what you're going through, but I do know in every person that I've ever interacted with that's gone down this, that whether they believe in law of attraction or not, that's just engaged in gratitude processes, they have experienced a positive result. And um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll here with long-winded answers, so apologies for that. But, but one thing I want to explain to people for that might not be down with law of attraction so, so to speak, is real quick. It's like, I liken it to working out to get muscles, which by the way, is very oversimplified. You work out, you get muscles, right? Two possible explanations as to how that happens. Explanation number one is you work out and you go to sleep at night and the muscle fairy comes and waves a magic wand and poof, wake up the next day with more muscles. Explanation number two, which I realize is a butchered explanation. Again, we're going oversimplified here is when you're working out, you're putting so much stress on your body that your muscles actually tearing in little areas. And then it heals in response and it fills in those little tears, those little gaps with more muscle fiber, hence more muscles. Now, I realize that's butchered, but I guarantee that most people are going to say, well, Andrew, if I got to choose between one or the other, it's, it's the second one. It's you know when you're working out, which I'd say, unless you're a personal trainer or a physical therapist and you need to know how, it doesn't matter. What does matter is you work out, you get muscles. You put in X, you get Y. And by that same token, whether you believe in the law of attraction or not, by hook or by crook, if you go for 30 days focusing on gratitude exercises without any attachment or requirement as to what or what might happen or when it might happen or how it might happen, you're going to see something happen. And when it does, don't give me credit. 
Don't give the law of attraction credit. Don't give my book credit. Don't give the universe credit. Don't give anyone or anything credit, but at the very least have the self-awareness to say, I did this thing and this happened. Let me continue on that path to see if things keep getting better as a result of this action. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And we all know that muscles come from steroids. Luke. <laughs> Luke I have to like throw that in the mix, actually, next, next time I tell that story. <laughs> Luke, what's your next question, brother? Okay, so um, it's kind of, uh, it's, I'm going to kind of do two. So what would be your greatest uh, achievement from the law of attraction? And then one of the greatest things you've heard a client uh, achieve from that, because I find that very inspiring. I always love to hear about how it, you know, how it's worked for people. So, so it's interesting because, you know, achievement in and of itself is something that you, you interpret what it might be, right? Because in the one sense, um, I don't know if I've called an achievement, but, but the greatest thing that I've um, manifested or realized through the law of attraction is a happy life. And it took me a long time to get there. But by the, like, if we're going more in terms of like a tangible thing, I'd say like the book in and of itself, the fact that it just surpassed 90,000 copies when it's going to pass 100,000 copies sold. To me, and again, even my like, also for me, turning my around my life around in six months, which is also I was turning around in two weeks, I was turning around in three months and four months. Though that period of my life is is a huge achievement. Being happy is a huge achievement. The the sales numbers on the books is an achievement. The um the feedback I get from people telling me that like it's changed their lives. I'm sure like, they've changed their lives and they've used it as a facilitating excuse, which is awesome. So I don't have a perfect answer, but those are things for that. But getting things more down to, to what I've heard from people, um, one thing someone said was like they got out of an abusive relationship. But another person, um, I actually interviewed her for my YouTube channel. She thought she was going to be fired from her job, like she was on, like, on her last legs with it. And um, she started my 90-day program, which basically the 90-day program, all I do is I, I email you videos, I teach the law of attraction, and then I guide you through a method, which is just another way of helping you to do methods for three months straight. She emails me on day 87 and she had a complete turnaround. She was at a point now where at a minimum in her, for her sales job, she brings in $100,000 in revenue every month. So she went from thinking she was going to get fired, like she's turned around where that's just the barest, that's the, that's the floor. The floor is $100,000 in revenue every single month. Um, and another person, which I admit she didn't actually do through my book, um, but I also interviewed her because she did through scripting, which is something I teach. She scripted her way from like zero in the bank or $300, if you want to be like precise, to over a million dollars or, or $1.6 million in like 16 months. So huge, yeah. like cool things. And by the way, Luke, hearing from you, man, and I want to hear like all the details, but I, as I understand it, you made a really a huge comeback physically through, I'm not sure if it was injury or, or how debil debilitating it might be, but, but the feeling I get is that you've got a really awesome success story through it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually messaged you throughout the process. I said, I am going to come back from this. Mm. I, that, that's why you've got, I think, I think I gave you the evidence before it even happened. Yeah. And it's interesting because like you said this and, and my style is like, when someone writes me, I, I never pry. I was like, whatever level of detail they want to give me, whether they want to go personal or not, I never, like, it's not that I don't care. I never ask. So when you said this, I'm just like, all right, dude, you do you. And, and whatever this is, get it, go, go after it. And, and yeah, I, I remember getting your message and like, oh, awesome. Like whatever Luke is doing, whatever he's coming back from, it's very clear that he's got a lot of momentum, which, which I, I got, I could feel in the energy of, of your messages. And, and it was just really exciting to get those messages from you. 
Oh, yeah. So for me, what happened was I was out surfing. I, it was just after the breakup when everything was just going more and more wrong. So the breakup had happened, but my band-aid was that I would go and do seriously cool things in the gym and I would um, I would go out on these epic surfing adventures or paddleboarding adventures to just keep the vibration, uh, what's the word, synthetically, what's the word, a false sense of high vibration to stop the to stop myself from falling too far. Uh, it's like artificially propping it up kind of, right? That's it. That's until you make it. I was using one bandaid after another. I was, and then I was actually trying to date new women and they were all turning the cheek at the end. Like, ugh, like, you know, they felt the vibration. They felt the, you know, the need to try and be back where I was before this, before, before the breakup. I mean, I actually chose to end this relationship because of where I knew it was going to go in the future down the line you know, this particular person wanted children within the next few years. And I don't ever want them. It's just, it's a core part of who I am. So it was, you know, my, I, I had, I had sort of thrown away something great, something good. And so it's like coming off heroin, the huge addiction. And so everything was, everything was hitting the fan. Everything was going wrong, but I still had my physical strength. And so this was the universe like, okay, you need to feel this pain now. So I was just surfing and I just did a sudden movement on the board just to avoid a wave hitting my face. And I pulled this intercostal muscle, which Ooh. set me, it set me out for four months. Oh man. Yeah. And so all I had was the demons kicking my face all the time. That's all I had. There was no way out. And then I met uh, Ashford Thomas came back to me because um, he, we, he, he helped me do some dating stuff back in the past. And then he put me in touch with your book. And then I just decided I was going to tune into the vibration of health. And I was mm. like, that's it. I am going to be back. And I celebrated the raindrops. And I think when I saw you, when I messaged you, was when I could see the first signs of recovery. And I was like, nope, this is it now. You know, therapists had poked around. They weren't quite sure what to do. You know, no one quite knew what was going on. It looked hopeless. But then I saw this raindrops of hope. And I was like, raindrops, raindrops, raindrops. I'm like 40%. Like I'm jogging at like five miles per hour now. And I was like, oh, I just did a crunch. And I was like, I am going to return. And here I am now. You've probably seen on Facebook. I'm I'm 22 again. Yeah, man, I saw it. That is awesome. And by the way, just a quick little note. One, thank you for that. That's inspiring. And, and two, I want to point something out here. I want to point your wording. You said you're going to be. And a lot of people are like, whoa, no, Luke did it wrong. You're supposed to say I am. You can't say I'm going to be because it's implying to which I want to remind people the words only have value in so much as the meaning and the vibration behind them. Because when you're saying I'm going to with the absolute certainty of it's happening, it's happening currently versus I am it's happening currently. So for anyone that heard that and might have a question about that, the wording doesn't matter. Say it how you're going to say it. It's really, how do you feel about it when you're saying the words? I just want to take that opportunity, but also what a, what an awesome story, man. And, and a perfect example of how I'm going to, and you still, you rocked it and you have rocked it and you are rocking it and you continue to get better and better, and better, even past where you were before the injury. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm physically stronger now than, yeah. I, than, I, than I was before. I have no doubt. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing. And, you know, this is the thing. The pain causes us to heal. But once we're on this upward trajectory, we then go like, oh, oh, I'm just going to push this a bit further. And then you go from healing to self-improvement to, 
you know, excellence. And so I know that the other things that are on that list that I've been using in my time lapse, I know they're coming. I can already feel it. Yeah. I've already seen all the raindrops again and again and again. And I know that this time next year, I'm convinced that the things on that list are going to be, you know, stood right next to me. I love it. I love it, man. That's awesome. That's a great story, Luke. Um, I got one more question and I think we should wrap this up because we're almost at an hour. Cool. Um, let me ask, let me ask you, it's just a kind of a personal question, Andrew, but uh, are you a religious man? And if so, what's your religion? Cause I've always looked at law of attraction as something that goes hand in hand with any religion. And even mm. if you're not religious, like even if you're agnostic or atheist, it still works, you know? Yeah. But, I'm, I'm not super religious. I mean, I, I, I grew up Jewish, but I've never been like, like super religious in any way, shape or form, but I do have a view that like, and I, I want to say this carefully because I think words like God, sex, love, these are heavily loaded words where there's a lot of meaning attached in different ways to different people. With that said, respectfully, I believe it's all the same. I think God in the universe, infinite intelligence, higher intelligence, I think these are all ways by which you're describing the same energy, the same force, the same power. Now, everyone has their own perception of, well, you know, it, I think it's funny because sometimes like, you know, if, you know, like, okay, you believe in God and God's speaking, is he speaking in English? Okay, well, what about if you're Spanish? Is he speaking in Spanish? Like, do people ever think of God even speaking in a different language? They only think of like God speaking in there. Isn't that funny? Um, but but I think I think it's all related. I I think um, I think the Bible describes things in a certain way. It was written by man. What is it reflecting? Something from a man's like a man's own experience? Is it reflecting from something that they actually saw come from them? Did someone tell them? Like, there's so many questions because we weren't there. But, but I'm I'm word salad now. I would just say. I'm not deeply religious. I'm pretty spiritual, but I also try to come at this from a practical point of view. And um, I just view it as all one big thing. Everyone's calling it different, which often ends up in an unnecessary conflict because people are really on the same page. You just don't realize it. Yeah, that's that's how I look at it too. Because I, I feel like if you really try to explain it from a spiritual perspective, then that turns the atheists off. And then, but if you, so yeah. then you have to sort of look at it. Okay. Well, scientifically speaking, I mean, it could be explained, blah, 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 you know? So yeah. it's really like, I like what you said earlier. It, it just works. Like don't, it just works. Don't overthink it. Yeah. And if I may, I just want to add one thing to that because yeah. when, when I was growing up, I would see people on TV, like saying grace, and it always felt like this thing, like, you know, it's like, oh, I guess it's time to say grace, blah, 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 blah. I didn't appreciate what's this, this deeply thing, you know, Catholicism or whatever it might be. It seems rooted in that. You can see how, how informed I am. Um, I didn't realize the significance of it until law of attraction, where it's like, no, no, when you're saying grace and you're blessing your food and you're blessing the people at your table, you're, for, you're infusing that food with positivity, with positive energy and making the food healthier for your body. And now as someone that never did that as a kid and wouldn't have anyway, you know, in the same way, because it wasn't even brought up in my household, even if I was deeply religious, I can have a totally different appreciation of saying grace in my own way for my food as a strategic self-aware way of infusing it with more health to help my body, you know, be healthier in general also. Yeah, that that just reminds me. Uh, there was a I don't know the the name of the artist, but there was a guy in Japan. You've probably heard about this. 
there was a guy in Japan that did a, a thing where he would speak positively to water and then freeze it yeah. and then speak negatively to water and freeze it. And you could actually see the difference in the ice crystals. Yeah. It's called uh, the book is the hidden messages. It's either the hidden messages in water or the hidden messages of water. And they have photos of what you're describing where you can see when you said like, you know, hate, you put the, you actually wrote down the word hate and you put on the glass of water and then crystallize it. The, the patterns of the water are all distorted and messed up where if you put like love or joy, they're like these beautifully symmetrical snowflake crystals all throughout in these really beautiful forms. And it, I think it's, th thank you for bringing it up because that's one of those things where we don't think about it, but like, if you really take in the, the reality of that, it's like, oh my God, especially since the human body is 70% fluid or liquid, right? Mm -hmm. The thoughts you have, you, the, the things you say about yourself, the thoughts you have about yourself, it makes such an incredible impact that we often don't realize. And that's why I think even me, sometimes like I forget, which is so important for me to just be in the habit of gratitude for myself and everything around me. Because even if I do intellectually forget, I'm at least still playing this in my favor. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What's interesting, when he said love and joy, I felt my muscles release. I felt my muscles relax just by hearing the words. I don't know how much value that brings to the topic, but that's an observation. That's a, that's And that's legit. Yeah, thank you for adding that. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Luke. All right, this... We're at an hour here, so uh, let's wrap this up. This has been a fascinating discussion. Andrew, where can people find you online? Thanks for asking. You know, I, I keep it simple to two links because these are only links that matter if you want to do any more for me. So if you want to check out the book, lastlawofattractionbook.com will auto-forward to the U.S. Amazon listing, or you can just search your local Amazon or Audible for it. But if you don't want to pull out your wallet, I want to give people free content as an option also. And you could always go to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. That's K-A-P. And um, I post new videos. I answer questions. I try to offer value there. So whether you're paying a very small price for the book or you're going on YouTube for free, it's my sincere intention that whatever I have offers value to people, whether they believe in law of attraction or not. And, and Paul and Luke, I want to thank you both for being here. Paul, I want to thank you for inviting me onto the show here. Um, especially, you know, you already devoted an, you know, a review episode. So to have me on, um, I take that as a huge compliment and I really appreciate the ability and, and the opportunity to talk in front of your audience and have them hear my perspective. So thanks for having me. Yeah. You're welcome back anytime. Luke, do you want to share where people can find you online this time or, or, or not this time? Oh, um, it, for change, now it changes from episode to episode. <laughs> For now, I'm I'm going to create a channel for this, an Instagram specifically for this, so that it's you know work and 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 work and passions kept separate. So uh, watch this space, and uh, I will have a new. We'll, we'll put it in the description. Uh, when you know, so by the time yeah. this episode comes out, you can find. Oh, it. I will have done it. Now I will have made the new channel just to keep everything in its rightful place. All right, fair enough. All right, guys, thank you very much. Cool, Luke. Good to have you on as always. Andrew, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to discuss this stuff with Luke and I. It was a real treat. I said that at the beginning, but uh, it's worth repeating. Really great discussion. And, and I really hope that you can come back on sometime soon, uh, especially if I have you know, other questions about it, or you know, maybe we can go into a deep dive into other areas of the law of attraction that might be good. But uh, yeah, I hope 
all of you guys out there listening, hope you guys got something out of it. Uh, definitely check out his book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. I highly recommend it. I've linked to it down in the description. All right, guys, that's all we have for this week. We'll catch you next time. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.